0: Can... Should... So soon I'm, I'm host, Kip, and Steph. Hey, Steph. Hey, Kip. hey, it's been a very busy c- c- couple weeks, but we're back to uh look at the Kiva movie and the hyper battle video before finishing Kiva off next week. And yeah, uh, there's a lot of little extra stuff uh for this like series, uh, but um, these two are the main ones that we're like uh looking at tonight and. Yeah, interesting. There's a lot going on here.
1: <laughs> yeah, there really is, especially in the uh choose your own adventure. I, I was not prepared for some of those.
0: <laughs> yeah, um, let's talk about that first. Um to Kiva, you too can be Kiva. i uh, was the hyper battle video. Uh we looked at a similar one for hibiki but basically like it was like a thing of Every year in the spring or whatever summer version of, like, a magazine, there would be, like, a little extra DVD that would be, like, Hyper Battle. And it would just be, like, something. And this one is a choose your right adventure. adventure um, It's has a porny vibe or, like, a dating game vibe to me just because of how it's filmed, I think.
1: Yeah, well, not only that, but you get to see uh, the three... Guys that are hosting it in their most um, silly and kind of trying to be enticing. And it kind of throws you off a little bit because it's different from their characters in the show. So, yeah, it was it was a lot.
0: (laughs) Yeah, because I feel like this and the movie are both kind of like pitched on like, oh, you're seeing these characters together and you wouldn't normally I like, think it's like, oh, like, they're just acting much more archetypical, too. Because, like, the way Wataru's, like, talking to his dad is very weird. And, like, he seems like a dating game character. Like, there's something about it that's just very, like, ah, what are you doing?
1: Yeah, yeah, it's, there's something it's almost, like, really casual or familiar about them that is not how Wataru's character usually is. <laughs> so, it, it it yeah, it was strange to see.
0: He's being very cute.
1: Yeah, yeah. And well, yeah. And all three of them together, like I said, just that whole dynamic was really bizarre.
0: Uh, Did you like to exercise?
1: I am. I had some feelings about that, not going to (laughs) lie. I I did feel like I was kind of being lured into an unmarked van a couple of times.
0: Did you uh, do it once or did you try everything?
1: I tried everything, which is how I learned that I also cannot, in fact, be a Kiva because it took me way too long to figure out what the right combination of answers was. And I feel like it should have been obvious, but I was just going with what I would, you know, pick on a normal day and on a normal day, I would go take a nap. So.
0: Yeah. And you can quit, of course, in this because it's a your adventure and like, that's like how you fail. But the first time, like you take a bath with Nago. And like he's like washing your back and stuff. Like, I get that this is like not a thing. It's like, oh yeah, like men and boys hang out and bathe and stuff. And that's like a normal thing in Japan a little bit, or like a like cousinly, brotherly thing. <laughs> but the vibe was a little like, oh huh. Okay.
1: Yeah, I, I I very much had a moment of get out of my bathtub and then I remembered, you know, it's it's you know, it's cool. It's how we train.
0: I th- like how much how toy becomes a like silly character here um, like he's like in the role a lot where like like he's just like oh yeah it's just like me teaching kids like how to date and whatever and <laughs> the wrong things
1: yeah his his is the only character that felt 100 percent on brand the entire time <laughs> like with the other two they played it a little bit sillier and looser than they usually would but with him i was just like no this this fits this, this goes in line with everything we've seen from him so far.
0: We eventually get to the main fight scene where you can choose what you want to do. Um, and what do you pick to, to your fight?
2: Um, oh,
1: goodness, I should have written it down. I, I cannot remember right now. Absolutely drawing a blank.
0: For me, I picked the secret form because, of course, it's secret. What is it?
1: <laughs> More than likely, that's what I picked too if it was the one I didn't recognize, so yeah that that sounds about right,
0: <laughs> and of course, it was just like, "Oh, here's a bunch of old suits that we added the arms to, and everything just to be like, "Hey, what's up
1: <laughs> It was a lot of fun though to to get through all the branches and and um kind of see all of their little extra um comments and asides that uh, I, It was silly, but it was a lot of fun to play with.
0: Yeah, these are very, like, low budget and, like, silly and, like, nothing. Like, they never really, like, come up in the plot, really. Um, I think that uh, the ones for the shows that uh, we might cover in the Next Book Club are all, I think one of them is, like, an opera. One of them's, like, a, oh, no, there's a monster that's mimicking us. Then one's just, like, let's exercise. (laughs) So they're all different.
2: Yeah, that,
1: that seems right.
0: But yeah, it is the tradition. And also as these shows go on, they definitely get more extra <laughs> content. Like back in the day, it was like, here's a 15 minute short and here is a movie and that's all you get. Now there's like crossover movies and like extra like big summer movies. But now it's just one on one. But uh, the main course this time uh, uh, was the um. Akiva, uh, the King in the Demon's Castle, which was the movie. It was the. Uh, it came out around episode twenty eight and twenty nine. Um, you can tell, of course, that it is not canon or fitting in the timeline, <laughs> in the slightest. Which is the way with like most of these movies.
1: Right. Yeah, and and for good reason. I mean, some of the things that happen in this movie, they would have a rough time trying to retcon in the in the show if they tried to push it. So.
0: Yeah, there's this point too where it's like um they all know that Wataru's kiva and they're cool with it and i was like oh okay like they're not even super trying which it's kind of freeing to be like yeah we're just gonna this is just like the movie
1: yeah yeah and i will say that that's one thing that like when they showed it in the movie i wished that it came out in the series like it, it's always been very weird to me that no one's figured that out about wataru um and then when they do, it's, like, this big shock, and everybody's so surprised. But it's, like, he's always around every time something happens. Like, he Clark Kent did this this whole time, and no one called him? Like, what is happening?
0: Yeah. Um. And, like, later on, like, there are some movies that, like, are canon. And, like, actually, like, the one for one of our series is canon. But for two of them, they're, like, what if two or three years later this alternate ending to, to like the series that happened and it's like, Oh, that's wild and not at all relevant to the series, but it's fun that way. I think.
1: Yeah. I I mean, I, I enjoy, um, a little bit of kind of playing with the universe and, and messing around with timelines. Um, but that's definitely one of the reasons why this movie was so fun because it, it wasn't, um outside the realm of possibility like nothing that happened was too over the top there were just a couple things that like if you were paying attention to the series and you watch the movie you'd be like that's not how we've done it up to this point but it, i mean there was nothing like really egregious about it. it it was a lot of fun to
0: watch and it um like it starts with um when you know that toku is like wants you to know it's like a big deal is when they're like hey we got some white people here to get killed or whatever. Oh. Uh,
2: We've got we some token them, whites.
0: <laughs> yeah, those Toki Toku whites and uh it's very funny because like like there's always something like oh um very stereotypical like here's this person at this museum but he's like british as all hell. <laughs> it's like okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's very funny. Oh.
1: it was yeah it, it was a great <laughs> opening for a movie I, I have to give it that,
0: and oh no, there's a statue that's a not a fan guy it's a legendora and um, so with the canon of kiva I, I won't in the show, they mentioned that there are or were thirteen teban races um and Legendora are one of them. Would you like to know all thirteen of the demon races in the world of Kiva. Absolutely. <laughs> okay. I have uh, to know so in
1: case I come across any of them.
0: Well actually, um let's see which ones you know. So there are 13 demon races in the show we have met 7 of them and one of them is in the movie.
1: Um clearly haven't been taking that great of notes about this because even the uh the legend Dari Legendoriums were a surprise for me because I've just been following Fangiri this entire time, thinking that I was doing the right thing.
0: So the Legendora are one, of course, and the Fangir are one. So to give the rest of this list in the order, it's Fangir race, the Kivat race, the Wolfen race. So Jiro.
2: Oh, yep.
0: The Merman race. So. Raymond and then the Franken race for Ricky, uh, the Doran race, like Castle Doran. Oh, uh, the Sagark race, which is the belt that Tyga has in the show, and the Legendora race, which is in the movie only. And then there are five that in this citation only show up in novel Comrade Kiva, which is also not candid, but um. (laughs) These other races are great, actually. Uh, there is mermaid, oh, ghost, giant, oh, hobbit, and goblin.
2: Oh,
1: so their demon races are mostly D and D races. It sounds like
0: it's great because like these never show up, besides like. <laughs> in this novel or like in this show it's just like yeah uh, there's mermaids and ghosts that's the, like the other races and hobbits
1: amazing and, but also I didn't realize that Kiva was considered a demon race because I always associated with Kiva's belt that you know is always giving him advice so I didn't realize that was I guess I should have I, I just I took it for granted I think
0: <laughs> it's like not a big deal in the show just like oh yeah we serve the like royal family or whatever like it like, oh, I guess, like, the hobbit race are all enslaved by the fangirers. So, yeah, so that kind of thing. It's like, oh, like, the wolfen are all almost extinct, you know? So, yeah. it's like, it's a super passing. <laughs> yeah,
1: and, and even with remembering that that was his uh, race in particular, it it never occurred to me that that was, like, an anomaly. Once again, I just kind of took it for granted that that's what he was, and that's just what exists in this world. so. Yeah, I mean, it it all actually does make more sense in context. I guess I just didn't think about it that deeply.
0: <laughs> I really think they like maybe me mentioned it once. It's like, oh, <laughs> yeah, they're <are> thirteen D <laughs> races. That's something you could write and never get back to. And then, like in like twenty nineteen, they put out a novel for Kiva, and it's like, oh yeah, th- there's hobbits.
1: <laughs> <laughs> also, goblins. <laughs>
0: Uh, which is great that's perfect <laughs> if um,
1: you ever lose something shiny in your house you know which demon race did it now
0: yeah and uh i have a really important shiny thing in this movie that um happens though because watar was in high school because <laughs> a welfare officer visited his house apparently and said he, he should probably yeah. go
1: my my first question was, why is this just now something that's happening? This kid has been living by himself since he was like five years old. like, And now someone takes an interest in his welfare. That's a bit wild.
0: Very bad welfare officer, too, because he's handed 22. So maybe like he didn't know his age or was like, you seem young and impressionable. Go to high school.
1: Yeah and you've been living by yourself and are clearly antisocial, but I trust you'll be able to handle all of these interactions and paperwork on your own. Mm -hmm. Perfectly reasonable.
0: And we get like a ton of, um, small cameo roles. In this movie, um, specifically, I noticed five cameos from, um, people who were in comrade or Den O. Uh, and that is, um, his teacher writes the catchphrase. Of the character that he voices in that show, and it's like, oh, and like <laughs> that's one. Uh the goalie when he's like trying for clubs, and then the person he's facing at shogi too. I'm like, oh, like that's all people. <laughs> that's all people. And yeah, um, plot is moving, I guess is that there's this girl in his class who who does not like violence. And uh, Andy Legidor are coming back to life
1: well yeah it, 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 that whole the violin thing very much felt wedged in there to have that connection between him and his dad like it, it honestly didn't seem like there was any other purpose for it being there
0: it's kind of funny because, like it, this is a show about violin so like the, the solution like when you have a hammer like, everything looks like a nail it's like when you have a violin everything looks like a generational trauma solved through violins but uh <laughs> I completely forgot that there was a character in this stuff, like because it's like a really short movie, it's like 80 minutes and like it's mostly action scenes. So I forgot that this plot was ongoing in this thing at all, you know?
1: Yeah, me too, and I think that that's probably why my notes are a little bit shorter than they usually are, because I kept getting caught up in these really great fight scenes, so I'm, like, trying to remember things and making notes off to the side. Uh, meanwhile, being very caught up in all this action that's constantly happening.
0: And there's this guy who can break out of prison, he, like, grabs a machine gun, he has shadow powers and escapes, and then, like, the Blue Sky group is, like, at the cafe being, like, he might be inhuman because he hasn't aged for 22 years and he was executed unsuccessfully many times. So that's a a bigger tip-off, dudes.
1: (laughs) Well, one thing I've noticed about the Blue Sky Group is that catching on to things really isn't their specialty considering what they do for an occupation. They're really slow on the uptake a lot of the time.
0: Also, like, you think there's got to be somebody that has like some level of referral to be like, Hey, this person is just not getting executed. We've keep trying. Everything's not working. Can you come in?
1: Yeah. And you think as serious as it, it as he is usually, it would have been Nago that would have been like, oh, hey, by the way, this guy needs to return his life to the Lord.
0: Like he, he conveniently chases him through the school because and he conveniently takes the friend that Watara makes that hates violence hostage with an umbrella. And then they get like attacked while they're being like transported and like he like pees his pants and like it's like okay. Um let's have like a big fight scene. And the like legendor are, are too strong. But then there's a new rider, come rider Ray, who shows up. And what do you think of his whole deal?
1: Um, was a bit surprised at first, but You know, really likes the way he just jumped into the action there and acted like he'd been there the entire time.
0: So he is played by the same actor as Tyga in the show, which I find very weird. (laughs) (laughs) Like he (laughs) like he shows up and he's like, hey, what's up? I'm totally not in two episodes going to show up on the TV show. As a, like a very like primary character, <laughs> let me just be in this movie real quick. As another character,
1: yeah, that was. Um, it was. It took a couple minutes for me to realize that I wasn't supposed to already know who this was, and that it was uh, supposed to be a different deal entirely. So, yeah, that was that was a, a mind explosion for me there for a minute.
0: His alright. He's just like a claw snow dude. That's his powers ice.
1: Yeah, I like him better in the TV show.
0: Yeah, I'm. A, I get I so weird. That they're he's playing two different characters on the same series within like weeks of each other. That's such a weird thing to do. Unless they just like liked him so much while filming the movie, they're like, hey, can you come in and be on the show too?
1: Can you just do everything? Can you just pop in everywhere right now?
0: I mean, why not? Like, he, um, he apparently really loves common rider so he's like yeah like i'll like be in this show twice or whatever so that's fun for him
1: i'll be all the superheroes and you can't stop me
0: yeah and he says i've made my own group that's better than (laughs) yours and i have this awesome power it's better than yours and we went out later the power was too great for somebody who was human well that's good to know boss dude you could have told us he's not human anymore Like I made a deal with this like demon race that might inform our decision a little bit. Uh, But yeah, um, it is revealed that 22 years ago. um, Sugurumi found some ruins underneath the jail he was at. And that's how he became
1: one does. Yeah,
0: Ark the leader (laughs) of Legendor, (laughs) like, ah, the world's going to end. what are we going to do? So Watara goes back in time.
1: As one does once again, yeah.
0: The whole setup is just let's have the characters from two timelines interact and um, he like gets sent to a toilet and he's like, huh? Where am I? And he also like immediately meets the person who he needs to meet. As like, hey, like don't go to that prison. She's like, I support prison abolition. And, and he's like, I that's too much of a topic right now. I just need To make sure that like a demon doesn't come back to life. And she's like I don't. And then he gets punched by his dad. Who's like whose son are you. Which is such a. (laughs) I enjoy the lack of subtext here.
1: You too. And that's probably. A lot to do with the fact that. I just enjoy his dad's character. All the time. Um, But. Having that bit of. Comedy between them for a bit. Where they're both. Communicating in their very awkward way, and it's it's not hitting either of them. What's going on just was hilarious to watch.
0: The first thing that Yuri does is try and kill him, be like, Oh, too bad, you're cute. And he's like, Oh, what's going on? I'm a child. What's going on? And then the police attack them, and Otoya hijacks a car from the police and takes (sighs) Wataru on it. It's like, Yeah. This will teach you, right? Is it? Like, <laughs> oh, you must be my dad.
1: <laughs> I yeah, that part was so weird because I was just like, "This this is what wakes you up." Like, have you never even seen a picture of your dad before now?
0: What we see later that he has his phone background is a picture of his dad. So, so he just like didn't notice this dude was his dad, I guess.
1: I, I which happens, I guess. I I don't know.
0: It must have. Um, and uh, the police lady that pulls him over um, is a, another cameo. She is uh, the an actor from Come Writer Deno and Come Writer Aguto. Um She's also at one point had a a nickname based of of how nice her butt was. Oh my! I forget like the actual like logistics of it, but it was something like oh her name's Rita. And the word for butt is like osa. So, like, her name was Osarina because she had a nice butt, apparently. <laughs> Which, honestly, that's fun. Good I for mean, you. It
1: is fun, but now I'm <laughs> sad I don't remember that particular aspect of <laughs> the movie. So, feel like I missed out on something.
0: Literally, all she does is, like, say you're under arrest. And and Hatoya is like, ah, arrest me. In the pants,
1: yeah. Or whatever that, that's he does, you know. On brand, yeah. It, it only could have been better if he had said something about destiny bringing them together, like he does with every woman he falls in love with.
0: Though Taro was not impressed at all by this, he's like, "Dad, why are you so horny? We're going to jail right now.
1: <laughs> what better time?
0: Might as well before I'm in jail. Uh, <laughs> really. And the last cameo that I noticed is uh. There's a guard that comes in their cell, who is the voice actor, I guess, for one of the main characters, Ikumura Deno, and like he says his name, and it's the catchphrase of that character. So it's like, oh, that's cute, I guess, for people that are watching. But yeah, uh, and <laughs> uh, the prison gets attacked by or no, um, they get to where uh, Sugamura is trying to kidnap the violinist, and they throw hats and save the day, and then Wataru disappears back to the future. And then Autoya gets rescued and fights the prison guard, uh, but the ruins are still found. And when Wataru's back to the future, he's late for class and finds out that the world did end, and everyone's deep, it's, and Majora's Mass was happening.
1: Rough day at school, man.
0: Yeah. <laughs> what do you think of the Kengo can he shows up for two seconds
1: i <laughs> i wanted more of him which i always do and freely admit that but it was very oddly placed and i just i kind of felt like uh it didn't add much value aside from just you know being able to say he was in the movie
0: yeah i'm here too i'm in the cast
1: yeah if you don't know anyone else on, in this cast for some reason, you probably know me, so come see the movie.
0: Yeah. And, um, it's just a scene that leads to we see that Hotoya kept the money and the cell phone, and then, like, gets brought to featured by Kiva, and they rescue him from, like, being thrown off a cliff, and he's like, ah, oh, dad. Dad's not my mom. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well thanks for rescuing me <laughs> um, and yeah Um, from there it's just the movie kind of happens there's some more mother daughter stuff that's like barely remarked upon oh uh, we get to see Megumi and Yuri meet up which is nice they don't get nearly enough time I would personally have liked if they cut the mother daughter violinist and just had more time with the time mix up honestly but that's just yeah. me
1: Well, and I love the way that those two characters interact with each other anyway. I I mean, both of them with being as stubborn and hard-headed as they are in the way they kind of play off of each other that way. It was just so much fun to watch and honestly could have handled one or two less battles just to get more of those two butting heads with each other. I thought it was just hilarious and, and really well done all around.
0: And Speaking of which, I forget the reason given. Or maybe it's to keep Wataru hidden because he's Kiva, but Motoya gets modern clothes and then says, Wataru, you must cross-dress with me while we walk outside. And he gets dressed up like a pretty girl.
1: Yeah, and doesn't even question it, which is very on-brand for his character anyway, but just the fact that even knowing that was his dad and it should have been a safe space for him to be like, wait, this doesn't make any sense. He didn't. He didn't take that chance. He just went all right. Well, I guess I'm dressing as a pretty princess today, and just went on went on along with it.
0: A more extreme version of like when you are like a kid and like a relative is like, "Oh, I got you a shirt with a dragon on it," and you're like, "Oh, thanks. Oh yeah, I put it on right now. <laughs> <I> like <something laughs> like that.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. I haven't seen you my whole life, Dad. So I guess I'll cross dress because you said so."
1: Yeah, and uh, there was a part of me that almost wondered if it wasn't just because his dad's character is so mischievous by nature that he didn't just do that on purpose to see what he could get away with. (laughs) Even trolling his own son for a laugh. So that just it it fit so well.
0: (laughs) What do you think of uh, when the butt occurred?
1: The butt?
0: Oh, my God. Oh, Sees a song for the first time.
1: I will say that I <laughs> am um, i wasn't at all surprised um, by how the characters played that off, and I did get a good laugh out of it. However, it did remind me of just about a year ago to date when we were watching that very crude toku movie for valentine's day and i just I had, a sudden, coming, yeah. Uh, yeah, I had a sudden flashback where i just started laughing way harder than i probably should have about the whole thing because that flashed in my head so yeah i <laughs> i went through a lot of emotions
0: and yeah it's always funny to me to see the non-tv comedy writers if it's like they very clearly like want to push the boundaries a little bit like have a little like more blood a little bit more swearing a little bit more sexuality I guess but like this was like the a very lame kid show thong it was like up her back more than her butt it was just like <laughs> slightly like up and I was like, okay yeah sure but you got across that he's from the 80s without ha- having to show a whole butt to kids i guess so good job
1: yeah well, and one thing that he's good at as an actor, it just what I've noticed from this series, is he has uh, a talent for doing those really big facial reactions, mm-hmm. and it always makes every situation like that, even if it you know would usually just be a little bit silly, it, it makes me laugh that much harder every single time, because he's able to convey so much emotion with so little, and uh, you just, you can't not be amused by it.
0: Yeah, he's very good, and like, I'm just, um like seeing him in these scenarios too where like he gets more to do because like lately we've mostly seen him like making violins and being like hey what's up I'm not cheating on you I just put my soul in this violin.
2: So <laughs> With nice another woman. Yeah. Yes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, but yeah, it was st- the movie was great because you got to see so much more of that, like, fun side of him that drew you in, you know, at the beginning of the series before all this stuff with the Emperor started. So it it was a lot of fun to call back to that for him.
0: Yeah, and um, Ray shows up and is like, hey, you're the legendary Kotoi. He's like, yep, I am. And then, like, <laughs> immediately Rey's just like, man, he fucking sucks. Like, your dad sucks, Wataru. He's such a fucking idiot and he's a tool (laughs) yeah so and then just like in the Hibiki movie there's this really cute girl who's doing something and then it turns out she's a monster this one's eating a lot
1: (laughs) those uh, cute girls that are in an eating contest will get you every time if there's one thing I've noticed from Toku movies it's that
0: like in the Hibiki movie it was like some girl was like playing with a ball and she was the only person that like a hairstyle or like color on her clothes that she was like Rah, like a big boss Singing that
1: really creepy song the entire time <laughs> that's yeah. what let me know something was off about her
0: <laughs> and that leads to a big fight and we see all four of the legendora together as they fight kiva and he uses his power up for his bike the second time at and, and the last time he ever uses it <laughs> <laughs> which i love just he has, like, what, like six powers, and he, and he has one he uses twice.
1: <laughs> it's amazing. And I always, every time he's about to use a power, I always go through in my head, like, okay, but you know this one that you're about to pick isn't strong enough. Why do we have to wait to go to the strong one? <laughs> but I get it, you know, build up intention and all that, so. But it just feels like he definitely has a comfort level with certain powers. And so that's what he falls back on.
0: And something else I really like here is that uh, the arms monsters show up to help him and they're all fighting together, which we don't see in the show at all, which is fun.
1: Yeah, I wondered about that, because when it happened in the movie, I, I kind of made a mental note to myself to see if it was going to happen in the rest of the series, but it makes sense that it wouldn't.
0: Yeah. Um. And then there's some Ray fighting and the daughters get kidnapped. And we find out, yeah, that Shima knew Ray wasn't human all along. <laughs> and had joined the doors, I guess she was like vital information,
1: <laughs> of course, yeah, it in the grand tradition of this show, and certain people having information that other people don't have, and you know just kind of rolling with it 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 all fits,
0: no, she was a big prick, he's just always messing things up. <laughs> <laughs> And there's some random stuff about violins with the character that's only in the movie. And she's like, Oh, violin is nice. Now that I've heard your dad play.
1: Yeah. Which was a weird comment.
0: (laughs) But the movie goes on. And um, the Kivat for Ray shows up. And I guess his name is Ray Kivat. So good for him. And he's like, I'll take you to the castle. And. the father and son talk it basically like boils down to you're free dad and then his dad's like lie properly as yourself
1: which <laughs> on brand to be honest
0: <laughs> yeah and they do like the like very anime very toku like gut punch that knocks somebody out move mhm Kamatara <laughs> <laughs> goes alone and I guess this came out a couple weeks before he got turned into a dragon on the show, but he gets turned into an evil dragon here as his powers get drained. And like uh, th- th- this castle set, actually, I really like it because it looks like a set for like a play. Mm-hmm. And that's a very fun space to have like most of your final battles be like, oh, like this is the demon castle. Of course it looks like a play of a demon castle that's fun
1: yeah yeah for sure and i i mean i always like when they bring the castle into it anyway just because i i enjoy that um but the way that they did it for the movie and made it even more kind of like dramatic and ominous than it is in the show was definitely um something that added to the the battle scenes that happen you know within it later on
0: and we see a mother-daughter IXO. But together this time, as they fight off the Legendora. And Otoya gets attacked to save his son, who be- becomes not a monster. That's when we see Comrade Arc, and he's tall. He's very tall.
1: He's tall and tough.
0: <laughs> From here, the movie is just like, completely like action. It's like, oh, let's kill Legendora. Let's kill Legendora. Let's have Rey accidentally kill one of the Let's Dora and let's have Nago fight him. And their arc is nothing <laughs> like Nago's like, <laughs> like I was good too.
1: Yeah, yeah, it, it's <laughs> it, it felt like more could have been done with that. But eh, what can you do?
0: Yeah, well, it's important because then our helmet gets damaged and then he shows up and then but Haru has been fighting alone in that one quarry they like when he has to become emperor form and that's when his, his dad shows up without a helmet and they fight together as Natsuki plays violin and it's important because father and Sutter fight together and violins are being played
2: don't forget
1: about the violins no but that was it was cool to see them fighting together I, I did enjoy that
0: that's one of those things that like they didn't think they were going to get to do when they were making the movies. So they're like, OK, let's make sure we at least have in this non-canon thing that kind of makes those no sense with no real plot relevance. They can fight together.
1: Yeah, mine as well. I mean, it's it's a it's a world that, you know, isn't canon anyway. So it definitely makes sense to, uh, you know, kind of play with these themes that you wouldn't be able to make work within the series itself.
0: And I like seeing them fight together. Um, it's like interesting that Otoya gets like the big no helmet moment where, like, he's like, Yeah, we're doing like a like father said attack, and you're in your outfit, and I've got my face out for the ladies <laughs> and the moms out there.
2: <laughs>
1: so, you gotta give the audience what they want.
0: <laughs> yeah, I know. I just at that point, uh, it becomes a big CG smas because Ark has the moon give him wings and his chains get unchained. And the chains for Ray were claws. The chains for him are a big mouth and the big mouth absorbs the moon. And he gets wings <laughs> and he looks like a Tim Burton. It's true. And yeah, like, but it yeah. was
1: fun just for the over the top factor. Um, which, once again, is something that you can do in the movie and not as much in the series because you do have to be careful about timelines and, and sticking with the plot and everything. But I mean, that's what makes these offshoot movies so much fun because, once again, you get to play around with stuff like that.
0: I do love how his belt said, Go to hell. And then, like, his like Final Four and, like, all, like, oh, we're going to fight the boot and everything
1: the go to hell part really threw me off i wasn't expecting that but once again it's because you know more room to play was kind of pushing the boundaries when it's something that's not in the series so that made me laugh probably more than it was intended to
0: what do you think of the um, moon kick when that happened
1: i um you know by that point i'd already had to suspend belief for so many other things, I, I I fell right into that. I was like, oh, yep, this fits. This, this is the world we're in right now.
0: And honestly, um, I love the trope of the moon's as close as it looks. So you can totally just kick somebody into the moon and it's 10 feet away because it looks 10 feet away, you know?
1: Yeah, and I mean, it fits in with that whole thing of like when you're a kid and, you know, when you're driving along And looking out the passenger window and the moon always looks like it's right there. Just kind of plays into that, (laughs) you know?
0: Yeah. And then we get the big finale, the violin finale, because you see (laughs) they didn't have enough people before at the school at the school to make a club for the school festival. But now they do. And Batara and his dad play violin together.
1: Yeah, because that makes perfect sense.
0: (laughs) I mean, it's a nice moment to see them playing together, but it's also like, oh, OK,
1: it is nice, but you have to wonder why there wasn't at least one person that stood up and was like, hey, that guy's in his 40s. It, it, nobody else see anything wrong with this. He doesn't even go here.
0: Well, to, to be fair, he's in his 40s, but 22 years younger. I, <laughs> so they're both these two 22 year olds just like playing violin at the like, high school festival.
1: Yeah, I mean, which also, now you know what, that is perfectly normal. See it all the time.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and um, then some more Back to the Future fading starts to happen, and they lower the curtain, and he says, live life your own way, and they trade violence, but I think they're the school's violence, so I don't know.
1: Yeah, (laughs) I was about to say, neither of those are violence that neither of them ever uses during the TV series, so. I think they just traded other people's violins.
0: Or they're ones that were like at the shop, but also like there's only like one or two important violins. There's that one black violin and there's like Bloody Rose. There's never like another named violin.
1: (laughs) Well, that's why they're giving them to each other then because they're like, eh, (laughs) not ours. Doesn't matter.
0: Oh, maybe it's the kind of thing like putting your hand like what's that game where like you put your hand on like a baseball bat to like get hired on the baseball bet,
1: <laughs> yeah a, where you're trying to see which team goes first
0: <laughs> you made this violin 22 years ago and i'm giving it back to you now in 2008 it's like oh well i'm taking i'm taking it back to 1986 and then when you get it back to 2008 it's going to be another 22 years older so it's like a how old can we get this violin by trading the same <laughs> violin back and forth Type the,
1: the violin is like uh one of those whiskey casks that they're trying to age as much as they can for better taste. That's what that violin is. They're just trying to make it as old as they can because they're like, now it's really priceless. Now now it's even more priceless.
0: That would be great if, like, the last shot of the movie is, like, this violin and, like, it, like, birds through the film. It's like, because it was the same violin, but it was handed, it was getting 22 years older each time. Uh, Add infinity. And now <laughs> the timeline is destroyed.
1: Yeah, makes sense.
0: Uh, and uh, we also get like a mother-daughter talk that's fun um i think yuri and megumi just should have had more time in this movie but they make it work very well of like what time they have
1: yeah i agree and you know i i said the same thing earlier like i really would have loved to have seen more from those two but you know i get it 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 wasn't the point of the movie um but it was fun and i definitely enjoyed you know, all of their interactions together, but especially that one toward the end where they both kind of just chilled out and were, you know, trying to, trying to get along, trying to understand each other and, and realizing like where they were at with their relationship.
0: And then we get the new girl that never shows back up and and they play violin together as the credits play. And we hear the credit song circle of life. And it's like, yeah, that's good, right?
1: <laughs> it's inspirational as fuck.
0: <laughs> and um, I like the. uh, uh the like songs they get for the movies, because they're always like. by like real bands, and they sometimes matter, sometimes they don't. And the song is very much like. The like, s- the, the subs for it, I was like, what if one day you met somebody and they weren't cool? And I was like, this probably sounds better. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um I will be honest though between um this and Hibiki and a couple of things that we've watched here and there I have found quite a few uh songs on Spotify from these shows that I can't understand a fucking word of but I will rock out as soon as they start playing just because I enjoy the music so much
0: No yeah um I definitely think there is something to certain songs, just like the cadence, or like the way certain things like sound, they just like um Sh- Shakira had a like song that like a lot of people think sounds terrible in English, but sounds great in Spanish. I'm, no, just, like, I'm, I'm, say, I'm sure that's a lot of
1: singers out. that are are multilingual. <laughs>
0: yeah, it's like oh, like this song works really well, but there's something to like a lot of like J-pop stuff where it's like. Yeah, um, I do feel like it has like a certain ring to it. And maybe just like not being able to focus on the lyrics, maybe just like the cadence of of, like that, like singing in speech. But it's always fun to have different languages.
1: Oh, yeah, for sure. And um, actually, one of the ones that I play pretty often is the um, the flashback song. I believe that one was from Hibiki. And that still just it it pops up, and I just start jamming out. It's like I thought I can probably understand three words of it, and those are the three words they sing in English. Aside from that, it it could be anything. They could be singing about birds walking on the highway, and I would be about as you know clued into what was happening.
0: I'm a big fan of the uh, more metal version of Flashback, where it's just like Flashback. uh,
1: well the guitar in that goes hard like you can't not like that
0: at some point um I should actually find this now but um there are like each comic show has it's own band made but also there's like the writer chips. but also there's comic writer girls which is a girl band I think and you've they... told
1: me about them before didn't you say that they make like um they make videos based loosely off the shows like their music videos where they like half dress up as characters. Or am I thinking of something else?
0: Uh, kind of like they're like official and they um yeah. So it's like that. It's like they get a bunch of AT drilled old like, hey, you want to be yellow and have a bat on your waist for like three years while you're like trying to break into the industry? And they're like, yeah, OK.
1: Yeah, sure. <laughs> Maybe one day I'll get to be Megumi.
0: I mean. It's not a bad gig, and they yeah, get to like be sense. songs on the movies and stuff. But and that is the Comrade Kiva movie.
1: It it was a ride. I will say that. Um, so we've watched uh, the movie for every series that we've watched so far. Um, this one definitely stands out just because it had so many moments that were so ridiculous, but there were so much. Action and so much fun, uh especially with toy and Wataru's characters that i I can definitely see this being one that I go back to if I'm having a bad day just to get a good giggle out of it.
0: I just saw the uh that the movie has a catchphrase, actually, so oh oh, uh, yeah, it is um an aerial war that challenges the ancient king, the strongest Parachild writer in history, attacks a giant rider. huh, so that's good to know. <laughs>
1: Well, I know what my next tattoo is going to be.
0: That's a pretty good. Yeah, Parrot Child History. Strongest. <laughs> I kind of want to find out what the Hibiki one was really quick. If that had its own.
1: <laughs> I'm sure it did.
0: The legendary Ani Warriors gather as recorded in ancient text the fierce battle of the Sengoku era. So that, that makes more sense, actually.
1: It's <laughs> really more spot on with what happened in the movie than... <laughs> than for this one, I think.
0: We are coming to the end of Kiva, though. Have one more episode covering the last eight episodes of Rider Kiva episodes 41 through 48. And then from there, um, we will talk about our next series. Then uh, we have it down to three um, contestants that are Camerader um, Fies, Camerader Blade and Camerader Dino. So we'll t- talk a little bit about um what we to end up picking and the cast for that because uh, we are going to bring some friends along and then um we till then uh who were your favorite characters this time around
1: sorry um so my favorite character um i'm gonna have to say um man that's a tough one i think Otoya, just because he seemed to be the most um, on brand <laughs> with how his character is in the TV series. Like Everybody else seemed to be overacting a little bit, but mm-hmm. he, he seemed very, you know, true to form.
0: I think I liked Otoya. I liked Nago in the Hyper Battle video, and I liked you in the Hyper Battle video. I think that you and us and everyone watching did a very good job. Being anonymous on that bike and having that bath and learning how to pick up Jennifer or Jessica, whatever her name was, the mannequin. I felt like
1: I should get extra points for not freaking out about the fact that Naga was in my bath.
0: With a special technique for how to wash your back. <laughs> <laughs> what a bench! <laughs> but uh, what was your favorite, your favorite effect from this the moon. Stuff. the moon.
1: Yeah, I, I, you don't even have to ask. First off, I love anytime they throw the moon into one of those transformation sequences. Anyway, um, just because it always looks so cheesy, but so cool somehow. But yeah, just straight up kicking it. That was perfect.
0: No, oh, yeah, I uh, enjoy the moon. It's good when it's in the sky, like a big piece of pie. That's a kiva.
1: <laughs> That's how I've always heard it.
0: I'd probably go off the moon too, so that just leaves. What was our favorite outfit this time around?
1: Oh, man. (laughs) Yeah. Father and son uh, with son cross dressing. I mean, both of them. Their outfits were just spot on. It's perfect.
0: Why'd you say that like a Funko Pop or like an action figure? Like, because. Father and (laughs) son.
1: it I, I, it got it into my head like this whole I wish they had done like some sort of like 80s montage where they like switched outfits a bunch and you could see them kind of going through that so and that was in my head as I was saying it so <laughs> I was trying to focus on two things at once
0: yeah I I like the Yuri outfits she has a very good like suit pantsuit whatever she's doing that looks very cute uh she, she's kind of always in the background of that, though, so I do uh, always enjoy too, her leather shorts and shirt outfit, too. <laughs> but...
1: I, yeah, and Yuri was dressed better in this movie than she usually gets to dress in the series, so that was definitely fun to see them play with that also.
0: Yeah, it's weird seeing, like, Toyo not be in, like, a oversized suit and stuff.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs>
0: So this movie had a web series called the The Demon Queen of the Castle, which is apparently all parody. Oh, Uh, because I just saw a picture of Yuri Megumi dresses cafe girls. So that's what that is from. But uh, yeah, that's even less canon. So sorry, everybody. But regardless, um, we have come to the end tonight. So Steph, where will find you when you're not talking about bathing.
1: <laughs> oh, man. It's honestly hard to not find me talking about bathing. But if you do, it might be on my Twitter at um, hat underscore sis, um, Instagram at nobody much, or uh, the website for my other show is www.arcademilitia.com, which will also link you to. Uh, Wherever you can find the podcast, whatever platform you like. Also, links back to Common Ride with
0: Me. Right. You can find me on Twitter.com at James Forge. You can find the podcast at Common Ride with Me on Twitter Instagram. There's com, which has episodes and articles. There's CommonRideWithme.com slash episodes for uh, just direct links out to different services if you need them. There's com slash merch for our merch if all prices are going to charity. And yeah, uh, please send any questions to podcast at com, including any last minute thoughts on what we should do for our final series. Uh, we mostly have it down to like one last conversation, uh, but w- slightly new format this time. But uh, we also appreciate when we get some reviews, especially on Apple Podcasts. They are very important and uh, they help spread the show. So I guess, uh, till next time, on the count of three, let's say our favorite demon race, Steph. Kay. All right, <laughs> one, two, three, ghost. Goblin. <laughs> no hobbits i a prize, but
1: <laughs> well, goblins uh, are a little bit cuter, I think.
0: I just like the idea of ghosts being a race. <laughs>
1: I like <laughs> the, the idea God, of mermaids being a race. Like I'm so upset we don't get to see that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> when you die, you become a ghost, not a human. When you're a vampire ghost, you're a ghost, not a vampire. It's very fun. It's a lot complicated. Yeah, it does. But what, what's not complicated is smoke bomb. I started saying that uh, at the end of conversations.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: I kind of want to find out what the hibiki one was really quick. If that had its own.
1: I'm sure it did.
0: The legendary Ani warriors gather as recorded in ancient text, the fierce battle of the Sengoku era. So that makes more sense, actually.
1: It's really more spot on with what happened in the movie than, than for this one, I think.
0: We are coming to the end of Kiva, though. Have one more episode covering the last eight episodes of Kamar to Kiva, episodes 41 through 48. And then from there, um, we will talk about our next series then. Uh, we have it down to three um, contestants that are um, Kamen Rider Fives, Kamen Rider Blade, and Kamen Rider Deno. So we'll t- talk a little bit about um, what we do end up picking and the cast for that. Because uh, we are going to bring some friends along. And then um, we, till then... Uh, who were your favorite characters this time around?
1: Sorry, right, um, so my favorite character, um, I'm going to have to say, um, man, that's a tough one. I think Atoyu, just because he seemed to be the most um, on-brand <laughs> with how his character is in the TV series. Like Everybody else seemed to be overacting a little bit, but mm-hmm. he he seemed very, you know, True to form.
0: I think I liked Otoya. I liked Nago in the hyper battle video, and I liked you in the hyper battle video. I think that you and us and everyone watching did a very good job being anonymous on that bike and having that bath and learning how to pick up Jennifer or Jessica, whatever her name was, the mannequin. I felt
1: like I should get extra points for not freaking out about the fact that Nago was in my bath
0: with a special technique for how to wash your back. <laughs> <laughs> what a bench. <laughs> but uh, what was your favorite? Your favorite effect. From this. The, uh, moon. Stuff? the moon.
1: Yeah, I, I, you don't even have to ask. First off, I love anytime they throw the moon into one of those transformation sequences anyway, um, just because it always looks so cheesy, but so cool somehow. But yeah, just straight up kicking it. That was perfect.
0: No, oh, yeah, I uh, enjoy the moon. It's good when it's in the sky like a big piece of pie. That's a kiva.
1: <laughs> That's how I've always heard it.
0: I'd probably go off the moon too, so that just leaves... What was our favorite outfit this time around?
1: Oh man.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Father and son uh, with son cross-dressing. I mean, both of them, their outfits were just spot on. It's perfect.
0: Why would you say that like a FUD go pop or like an action figure? Like because oh, I, it, <laughs> so I, I, awesome.
1: it got it into my head like this whole. I wish they had done like some sort of like 80s montage where they like switched outfits a bunch and you could see them kind of going through that. So and that was in my head as I was saying it. So <laughs> I was trying to focus on two things at once.
0: Yeah, I I like the Yuri outfits. She has a very good like suit, pantsuit whatever she's doing that looks very cute. Uh she kind of always in the background of that though. So I do uh always enjoy to her leather shorts and shirt outfit too. <laughs> but... I,
1: yeah, and Yuri was dressed better in this movie than she usually gets to dress in the series. So that was definitely fun to see them play with that also.
0: Yeah, it's weird seeing like Hotoyo not be in like a oversized suit and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so, so this movie had a web series called The Demon uh, the Queen of the Castle, which is apparently all parody. Oh. Because uh, I just saw a picture of Yuri and Megumi dresses cafe girls so that's what that is from but uh yeah that's even less canon so sorry everybody but regardless um we have come to the end tonight so Steph where will find you when you're not talking about bathing
1: <laughs> oh man it's honestly hard to not find me talking about bathing but if you do It might be on my Twitter um, at hat underscore sis, um, Instagram at nobody much or uh, the website for my other show is www.arcademilitia.com, which will also link you to uh, wherever you can find the podcast, whatever platform you like. Also links back to Common Ride with me.
0: Right. You can find me on Twitter.com at James Forge. You can find the podcast at Common Ride with Me on Twitter and Instagram. There's com, which has episodes and articles. There's com slash episodes for uh, just direct links out to different services if you need them. There's com slash merch for our merch if all prices are going to charity. And yeah, uh, please send any questions to podcast at Ride with com, including any last minute thoughts on what we should do for our final series. Uh, we. Mostly have it down to like one last conversation, uh, but w- slightly new format this time. But uh, we also appreciate when we get some reviews, especially on Apple Podcasts. They are very important and uh, they help spread the show. So I guess uh, till next time, on the count of three, let's say our favorite demon race, Steph. Yeah. All right. <laughs> one two three ghost goblin (laughs) no hobbits i'm surprised but
1: (laughs) goblins are a little bit cuter i think
0: i just like the idea of ghosts being a race
1: i like (laughs) the the idea of mermaids being being a race like i'm so upset we don't get to see that
0: (laughs) when you die you become a ghost not a human when you're a vampire ghost you're a ghost not a vampire it's very fun It says a lot complicated yeah it does. But what what's not complicated is smoke bomb. I started saying that, uh, at the end of conversations. <laughs>
2: <laughs>